All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Bliss Goddess Podcast. We are back with episode two, and it is going to be a very interesting segment here. Um, I did have a list of episodes that I wanted to do, but if you didn't know, I am in school. I'm in grad school, and my schedule has been hectic, so I had to kind of push the next episode off, but it actually came at the right time because a lot of things has happened in the NFL, and particularly the Houston Texans have been in everyone's mouths and discussions for the past week because of a lot of changes that has happened. So I'm like, wait, this is the perfect time to push this episode up or create a new episode and discuss everything that's going on with the Texans. So we're going to go ahead and get right into today's episode. So if you didn't know, if you've been under a rock or you may haven't been following sports, but the Texans did fire their head coach, Bill O'Brien, after seven years with the team. This came as a non-shocker to us sports fans and to us Houston Texans fans because people have been wanting O'Brien out since like 20. 16 like before when he got here we tested him out for a year or so things still wasn't going right so people wanted this man out for a very long time so with him finally being put out and finally being fired too many people was sent upset about it a lot of people were happy about it a lot of people are um ecstatic that he's gone and that hopefully the texans can move into a different direction so the Houston Texans, let's just back up. Um, if you didn't know, I'm from Houston. I root for the Texans. I root for the home team because I like to root for all my home um, home teams. When, as a Texans fan or as someone who, you know, is from Houston and roots for the team, the Texans have been through a lot of struggles since their beginning times. From going back to 2002 when we had David Carr and everything else, and Gary Kubiak and all them, the Texans know what it feels like to be defeated, if that makes sense. We have had so many downs within this organization that sometimes things doesn't tend to amaze us anymore because we kind of already expect it to happen. There are some times, you know, where we do get our hopes up, and, you know, we hope for, you know, a better season. And we have had better seasons in the past couple of years. But it's still kind of like, you know, we kind of know what to expect. Or, you know, we kind of expect that, you know, this may not go right or this season may not go right. So, with that being said, the Texans have had their downs. We have had so many quarterbacks who have disappointed, you know, us in different seasons you know from David Carr then we had Oswaller then we had TJ Yates and then we had Chris Keenum and then Fitzgerald and the list goes on and so as time went on the Texans started to get better like we got great athletes you know like DeAndre Hopkins the JJ Watts and you know the Brian Cushing's And, you know, all of that thing. So the Texans began to become in a position to where they were able to compete. But it was still something that was keeping them from competing to the high expectation that their fans had them. 
They had all of this talent, but they still could not get over the hump. And so Gary Kubiak finally gets fired. By the way, he went on to win a Super Bowl ring, which is crazy to me, but that's neither here or there. Um, So he gets fired. Then they bring in Bill O'Brien. Um, Bill O'Brien, they were gassing him and, you know, praising him about the great things he has done at Penn State and how he has worked with Bill Belichick and the Patriots and Tom Brady. And he's this fantastic head coach, and he is what the Texans needed to get to the next level. And at times it did seem like that the Texans were going into a different direction. However, something was still missing. So we had DeAndre Hopkins, we had the Brian Cushing, we had J.J. Watt, we had the Arian Fosters, we had those people here. But something still wasn't clicking. So let's fast forward to about recently, let's say 2017 to 2019, they pick up Deshaun Watson in the 2017 draft. They move up 12 spots in order to draft Deshaun Watson as their next quarterback. This is what people love. People were excited. People thought that this is what the Texans needed to get over that push. Deshaun was just coming off of a Clemson National Championship win. And so people was like, well, this is what we need. Now we have a quarterback that is going to help us win and that is going to win for us because we have these other pieces on offense and defense, but we don't have a quarterback. And Deshaun Watson was the hope of the quarterback that would get the Texans to where they needed to be. And which I believe he is. I believe Deshaun is a great quarterback for the Texans organization. He has done things throughout his short years of his career already that a lot of quarterbacks who were more experienced than him did not were not able to bring to the Texans. So we fast forward to 2018 when Deshaun, you know, he gets hurt. He's out for the rest of the season. And we had to bring in, I believe, was it TJ Yates or was it Case Keenum? I believe it was Case Keenum. It was one of them. I can't remember exactly which one it was. But they, Deshaun gets hurt for the rest of the season. And then in the next season, he comes back. The Texans are performing fairly well. They're winning games. They're winning AFC championships. But they can't seem to get out the first round of the playoffs. For what reason? We don't know. So at this time, this is when people started to start looking at the coach. Because what's going through everybody's mind is that we have the talent on the team. But we still cannot get to where we need to be. And people start thinking of it as the coach. The coach is the problem. He's not doing what these players need him to do in order for them to win. Because there's no way you can have a Deshaun Watson, a J.J. Watt, a DeAndre Hopkins, and all of those other players surrounding you, Jonathan Joseph, that you have all these players around you who are great players, but you cannot get out of the first round of the playoffs. Like, what, what is it that is stopping you all from getting to that point? So at this point, that's when people started to question the coach and they feel like he wasn't doing what these players needed to do. He wasn't calling the plays that these players needed to win. And so as as time went on, as the seasons went on and they kept getting, um, kept losing in the first round, people start questioning the coach and people saying he needs to go. Me personally, 
I believe O'Brien should have been gone a long time ago. I believe that he should not have lasted as long as he lasted in the with the Texan organization. And this is why I say this. So let's talk about the facts. When O'Brien left, he had a 52 to 48 winning record. He was the only coach in Texans history to have a winning record. They won four division titles. And but they never made it to AFC championship. So when you look at his record and him being the only coach to have a winning season, although he was that the only coach to do that, he still had a 52 to 40 record. And as time went on, the um the talent of these players that he had increased. So although it may seem like he had a winning record, in my opinion. That's not really a winning record because I feel like the Texans organization should have been better than what it was or what it is. And so they kept winning a they kept winning, you know, AFC championships or whatever. But of course, who's nobody's in AFC South. We're competing against Tennessee, Jackson State, Jackson State. We're competing against Tennessee, Jacksonville, and I believe who's the other team? Indiana. No, not Indiana. I can't remember who's the other team, but we're competing against these teams who, at that point in time, wasn't as good. So, of course, they were going to win. They didn't really have too much of competition. But with throughout the years, those teams began to um, basically compete against the Texans, and the Texans could not win a game to save their life against Jacksonville or Tennessee at one point. And so, although he had this record, he still wasn't winning, in my opinion. I feel like the Texans should have been way further off than what they should have. They could not make it out the first round of the playoffs. They had injuries out of this world. They were losing games that they should have won. And it was just so much that was going on to where it's like, well, what is the point of having all these people here, but we don't see the results of anything? And so when we fast forward to 2019, they finally make it out the first round of the playoffs, the 2019 season, 2020. And so we make it out the first round of the playoffs. Okay, bet. We make it out, we make it out of the first round, and then here we are playing Kansas City for a chance to go to the AFC championship. The Texans blew a 24-0 lead and let Kansas City come back and score 51 points on them to win the game. At that point, I feel like that should have been everybody's eye-opener as something has to change. Something isn't working. For them to blow a lead against Kansas City and let them come back and score 51 points on them. So when you think about stuff like that, it's like, okay, what is the issue? So then we go back to Bill Bryan. They lose. And now it's like, okay, well, what do we do next? People saw that the growth they have had, and people were hoping, you know, for a better season. And then all of a sudden, the Texans make Bill O'Brien the general manager, which made absolutely no sense. How are you a head coach and also a general manager? As a head coach, you need to be focused on the plays to win. And as a general manager, you need to be focused on the people to bring in to help the team wins. And to me, that's that's a job that should be handled by two different people and not the same person. Because how can you be focused on your plays and you see here trying to negotiate and figure out who to bring to the team? No. 
it made no sense for them to uh, make O'Brien the general manager as well. And I think that was like the beginning point of the downfall within the organization. And so what does he do once he gets that general manager role? Something that shocked us all. Oh, wait, but hold on. Before he got that junior manager role, Jay Davion Clowney was traded from the Texans. That was already a red flag right there. Clowney brought a lot of um, talent to the Texans team. He was the one who was supposed to come out here, help JJ, help Merciless, help everyone else on that defense. And in my opinion, Clowney was good. I feel like. I feel like behind the scenes, there was a lot of things going on. And now that stuff are finally coming to light, there it's apparent that there was something going on between Clowney and the coach and staff. Had to be, because Clowney was a great player, in my opinion. He went on to play with Seattle. He went, you know, he played with Seattle, and he, like, did great things out there. And so it wasn't, I don't think it was him not being a bad player here. I think it was just something going on between him and the coach. And so that's one trade that we didn't like. There was another trade that, you know, we didn't like. We was going through our receivers like crazy, but we still, you know, had Hopkins. So, you know, we're like, okay, well, hopefully, you know, they have someone here to help Hopkins. So once Bill O'Brien, he gets, you know, he gets the okay to be the general manager, he does something that shocks the entire sports world, and that is he traded DeAndre Hopkins to Arizona for David Johnson and a draft pick. Personally, I don't know too much about David Johnson. Um, his name has not been on my radar for a long time. I heard of him years ago, but in 2020, I have not heard of him. Or 2019, he was not somebody that was on my radar. So when people found out that he traded Hopkins, number one, people are already upset. Texas fans are already upset about what is going on because Hopkins, in my opinion, he was the fa- the franchise, a part of the franchise of the Texans. He was someone who, who's been here for a very long time and he always delivered. Yes, you know, sometimes he had bad games or he had like a rough season, but Hopkins was the franchise of the Texans or at least a part of the franchise of the Texans. So for you to trade away these fans, go to person, it's not going to sit right with the fans. It causing the fans to understand or to question what is going on. How can you get rid of your best player in sense? And then once we hear what he has to say and who he traded for, it's kind of like, okay, you traded Hopkins for who? You didn't even get an even exchange for a wide receiver. You gave us a running back. We, why would you trade a wide receiver for a running back? And then the running backs that you go and pick up in the offseason, they stats don't even compare to what you traded Hopkins for, which absolutely makes no sense at all. And so we hear about DeAndre Hopkins getting traded, and we're like, okay, well, what's next? You know, how the test is going to move forward. We don't know how they're going to move forward in the offseason because we don't see the pieces that's needed in order to complete the puzzle. And so they come into the 2020 season. The Texans are already being looked at because they gave away their star player in a trade. 
And so people are already looking at the Texans to see, well, what, what are they going to bring this season? And after four weeks, they show us what they brought, and that was to become 0-4. The Texans have been 0-3 before. I believe they've been 0-4 before. But this is where the kicker is, and this is why that 0-4 record does not sit well with a lot of people. It don't sit well with a lot of people because, number one, O'Brien got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. If you're going to get rid of your star player and you're going to come into a season, then you need to be doing 100 times better than what you was, and that was to have a better record of 0-4. There's no way you can get rid of your star player and come back 0-4. And the team he's went to, they're 2-1, and 3-1. and one. They're winning their games, but you're not winning your games. It's not a good look, and it's not a good response to the trade that you had to happen. And then we see um, another issue with the 0-4 record. Once again, the Texans have not, they have not spent time in getting people to protect Deshaun Watson. The Texans has the worst offensive line in the league. And they've had the worst offensive line in the league for the past couple years. You recently just paid your quarterback a $160 million contract but you do not have an offensive line to come in and protect him. So what is the point of you paying this quarterback all this money when every time he goes out there to play, he's risking his, his, you know, his life or his, um, his time to play and to get injured because you don't have anyone to protect him. Deshaun Watson had already been sacked in every game since um, by the time they was in week four. So how can you pay this quarterback all this money and you don't, you know, get a line to protect him? You were so busy trying to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins that you not even worrying about bringing in people in offensive line. You out here getting running backs and whoever else, but you're not fixing this front line that has been proven to not be the best line for years. So that's another issue that people had with O'Brien and with the um, Texans' decisions when it comes to drafting players and trading players, that they don't have an O-line that is going to protect Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson always getting sacked. The game they had against Pittsburgh, the media, the experts, they were all fearful for Deshaun Watson because Pittsburgh has a reputation of having a tough, um defense and people were saying how you know tj watt was you know being aggressive and i personally agree i think that he was trying to intentionally hurt deshaun watson because there's hasn't even been a rivalry between pittsburgh and the texans so i think that they was intentionally trying to hurt deshaun watson because they saw it as a weak point they know that their o-line not gonna protect him so this is their best way to get deshaun out as quickly as they can and Deshaun is only 25 years old. He has a long career ahead of him. He has the opportunity to do great things in this league, but he cannot, he will not make it that far if they if they do not get an offense offensive line that is going to protect him. Because there's no way Deshaun should be on his back every single play of the game. It's unacceptable, in my opinion. So when you think about O'Brien and you think about the decisions they have made making him the general manager. First decision he makes is he cuts DeAndre Hopkins. Before that, Clowney goes away. 
Before that, so many numerous of players goes away. Jonathan Joseph not even there anymore. So it's like, well, how do the Texans have all this talent and they don't have the results? And that is another issue that people have with O'Brien is that he had too much talent in his hands and he just gave away each and every season. And not only that, the Texans have made, you know, other mistakes on their own, like defense. Oh man, I don't <laughs> I don't even know. Like defense, like the Texans defense at one point was great. What has been going on through these times? I don't know. It's like the defense isn't doing what they need to do. They're letting quarterbacks score too often. They let Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, they let them get too many yards. It was just unacceptable. So when you think about the Texans and, like, how their times have changed and now they're 0-4, starting off a season 0-4, it's hard to come back with the 0-4 record to even make the playoffs or even let alone win the Super Bowl. It's hard to come back from that. And with the Texans, I just think that they need to stop and regroup. I feel like that O'Brien should have never even came into the season as the head coach. Um, I feel like once they blew that lead with Kansas City, I feel like he should have been let go back then. Because um, now you're in the middle of the season, week five, with a, a interim coach, which a lot of people think Romeo Cornell should have been the coach to begin with um, because of the things he was doing with the defense. And he has a history you know, of doing great things and being like this respected coach and having all these, you know, ideas and different things like that when it comes to plays. But I don't think that he's been given his full um, potential or I think the players aren't doing what he's able to give them. So uh, Romeo Cornell, he is going to be the interim coach. A lot of people want Eric Benamy from um, Kansas City to be the new head coach. But I do feel like the Texans need someone who will be able to take them to the next level. And with O'Brien being the head coach and the general manager, I feel like that was not – there wasn't enough trust in him from the players. There has been rumors and, um, you know, talks about him and DeAndre Hopkins not getting along and him and Clowney not getting along. So, at first, you know, people was brushing it off, but it seemed to be happening too consistently. And so now people understand that he was obviously the problem. Now reports of J.J. Watt and a defensive coach having a heated argument with him before he gets fired, it kind of proves to you that he was the problem. I don't think O'Brien had what it takes to get the testing to the next level. I don't think um, he respected. I don't think the respect was there. I don't think the trust was there. I think he wanted to do things the way he wanted to do things and not necessarily care what anybody, you know, had to say, like, Basically, this is my team, and this is how it's going to go down, and this is how we're going to do it. But you have too much talent. And speaking of talent, this is where this interesting fact comes from. So the Texans has the highest salary value at $245 million in the league. They have the highest paid salaries. So if you have the highest paid salary of $245 million, where is that money going? Where has that money gone? You gave your quarterback $160 million, right? 
But the net, where is it? Where are the results for this money that you all are spending out? We don't see the results. That takes me back to the offensive line. They traded for these people. They get injured. They still. It seems like every season you see the same offensive line protecting Deshaun, and we are sitting here like, is that the same line that didn't protect him the last season? So for them to have such a high salary value, it's like we don't necessarily see the results. The lead, the fans, the you know, the experts don't see the results of where this money is going. And it's just a lot to, you know, think about and say. Week five, the Texans have Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville is a team that they haven't been, they have struggled with in the past. But Jacksonville haven't really been doing too, too much. But I wouldn't necessarily sleep on um, Jacksonville because Manchu, Manchu, he's, he's been, you know, playing well. And he also, you know, he has a lot to prove, it seems like. So I feel like Jacksonville have a lot to prove. And if they're looking on week five and they see the Texas are 0-4, they're going to most definitely take advantage of that. And they're going to most definitely – try to take advantage of that and make sure they get another win out of the Texans and make them 0-5. So I say all of this to say is that the Texans have had their struggles as an organization since the birth of the organization. But they are at a point where they have the talent and the means to move forward. Um, They do need to um, Reconsider, you know, who to bring in for general manager. I know a lot of people want Andre Johnson to be the um, new GM. I do feel like their GM needs to be someone who knows the team. It needs to be someone who knows the city of Houston. Um, They need to connect to the players more. Um, They need a coach out there that's going to be able to respect their players. Also, trust their players and have their players trust them. Um, You know, it's no secret, you know, that O'Brien, he just wasn't he just wasn't what the Texans needed. I feel like his run was probably for a couple of years, but to see him being a coach for seven years, I don't. I, that was just too long for me. So it's just a lot that the Texans have to go into play um, and think about. It's going to be a long season, and we're already in week five, but it's still going to be a long season for the Texans. I do believe they need a rebuild year. Um, I feel like a lot of people that they have looked for to go out there and get, I feel like I need to revisit those things, revisit those people and have them come back. Then there needs to be a lot with the defense. Not sure what's going on with the defense. We have these players that's been here with us for years, but there's some type of disconnect somewhere, and it's just a lot that's going on with the Texans organization. They just have one of the highest paid quarterbacks on their team. They need to start playing like it. So that is everything that I have for this week's episode. I really do hope you all enjoyed this episode. I'm always interested to know how you all feel about this with my sports fans out there. What do you all think the problem is with the Texans? I would really like to have that discussion with you all. And I really do hope you all enjoyed this segment. And I will see you all in episode three. So, yeah, also make sure before I go, make sure you all check us out on Instagram at The Blitz Goddess. And we're also on Facebook at The Blitz Goddess as well. And, yeah, I will see you all in my next episode.